Hello, welcome back to another episode. Yes, welcome back everybody. And I first want to say, wishing you a really happy birthday, Ines. <laughs> it's my birthday month. Yeah. Uh, and my birthday was on 4th of November, so I consider it a whole month worth of celebration. Yeah, so yes. of course, obviously. So, um, in celebration of this, we decided together that we're going to do something different. And we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to about me. Yeah. That seems extremely awkward for me to say. <laughs> but yeah, we I thought mean, that it would be kind of good for you to get to know us. Yeah. And then for Mel's birthday, we'll do one episode okay, all about yeah, Mel, right? Yeah. So I mean, now this you, is you, the opportunity for me to ask her uh, some questions <laughs> and for you guys to uh, get to know her better. So this will be a combination of what I wanted versus what Mel wanted. So mm. she wanted like a rapid fire kind of kind of like episode yeah. but I wanted just to list them out in a boring fashion so we're just gonna combine them all uh, and I'm gonna just list down I have 20, 20 initially I 20 wanted questions? like okay. 33 to sort of match the age I am okay. but I don't know if I can come up with 33 things coming up with 20 was quite stressful it was quite like hard, a right? good <laughs> hour of like real hard thinking yeah, yeah. I think I would uh it would be difficult for me to even come up with 10 for myself, I think. You have now until March to think oh, about it. Right. So you better start thinking. Okay, anyway, maybe combining with my questions, there'll probably be like about 33 questions, yeah. I think. Yeah, so we have the first 20, which is my like little facts about myself. Mm. And then the final bit is Mel. She's going to just do this rapid fire thing where she asks me one or two things and I'm just going to answer yeah. at the top of yeah. my head. Mm. Right? Yeah, Okay, Correct. so I'm extremely nervous about this. <laughs> also because, you know, I'm quite... A private shy person mm, yeah, so to be sharing true. so many like so many personal facts about myself it's kind of a little bit scary but you guys have sort of you know been listening for a while yeah. and some of you guys have met me in person and maybe I teach you guys crochet so I thought that this would be a really good opportunity opportunity for you to get to know me yeah. and I think it's going to be a fun episode you know for you right yeah for me, <laughs> okay, <laughs> for me. Let's, let's just jump right into it okay so number one thing um, and if you visited our new website you would have known this already because it's in the little description about me uh-huh, but okay. I read tarot on the site as a hobby and uh, tarot is for those of you who don't know it's like tarot cards it's basically 70 over cards with a picture on it and it's kind of used like a divination tool mm. and I've I've been reading tarot for I think the past 10-15 years since I was a teenager but I, I've always been pretty quiet and sort of like private about this part of my mm. life anything to do with my spirituality or metaphysical part I yeah. don't like to share Yeah. but I think recently for some reason actually I know what the reason is because someone told me and it's that tarot is now trending on TikTok <laughs> which I guess is why everybody has been suddenly coming to me asking me for tarot readings Yeah. Yeah. and so like we're sort of seeing a possibility of me doing this on the side yeah on a more regular basis, so... Yeah, it really started with me asking you about it and you started doing, like, my readings and... Yeah, and then yeah. she posted about it and then suddenly everyone's talking about it. So it's been a very tarot-filled <laughs> month, <laughs> month, I would yeah. say. But that's point number one. I've been doing this on the site for a long time. Um, so number two, uh, I'm an incredibly introverted person, actually. Wow, surprise, surprise. <laughs> and I, I find it really funny because people don't think that I am. Hmm. I don't know what it is. What 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 it is? Um, I guess I would say that you are a person that's uh, very easily to talk to. So 
I don't know. You just seem quite sociable. I think uh, which on is the so, front, which is so diff- funny because it's so different from who I really am. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a really really quiet private person in real life. You know, I'm I'm quite shy. Mm-hmm. I I don't like to meet people in big groups. You know, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I remember That's when definitely true yeah. when we first started <laughs> dating, you had to sort of plan your schedule such that I met each person individually. Yeah, because I, my groups of friends are like big groups. You know, yeah, like ten, like ten, twelve <laughs> people, yeah. and I no way in hell you put me there. Yeah, I so I'd be like, okay, Monday floor. you're gonna like see who, and then like Friday you're gonna see who. Yeah, and we take a one week break in between. So yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually a very very introverted person, but. If you know, once I let you into my life, I let you in. It's I don't hold, the, I don't put walls between us. Yeah. But it takes me a while to get to that point for me to let somebody in. Yeah. Really let them into my yeah. to my life, you know, which is why I, I have two only two really really close. Yeah, and because of that, that you consider usually best friends. yeah you usually like to spend your like time alone, right? Alone, so, yeah. So how do you enjoy spending your time alone? You know, since you're such an introvert person. You mean like besides work? <laughs> yes, besides work. <laughs> I don't know actually this is a this is a good question I guess because when I'm alone I, I work the best mm. I feel like I get the best work done when I'm alone so every yeah. spam moment I have by myself I tend to want to work yeah you are quite a workaholic um I think not watching TV that's for sure mm. um I, okay, maybe like watching YouTube or like Skillshare oh okay I yeah. recently became like a, I paid for the premium Skillshare yeah, and yeah. uh I love being on Skillshare. I love watching. Like I just learning like learning, things, right? you know. I yeah. feel like if I were to give myself an, a title, it would be like unadorned scholar because I mm. love learning things. Yeah. I just don't like to be like schooled. I just don't like having like a teacher or something to grade me. I just want to learn. Yeah, I want to learn it on my own time and my yeah. own pace, you know. So I think maybe like Skillshare maybe. Okay. Okay, so let's move on to number three. Um, the third fact about me is that I'm a vegan. Yes, and I'm a new vegan. Actually, it's not something uh, I've. It's not something I've. I don't know. I've been at it for a while. Mm. It's just I have. I have been vegetarian for yeah. like seven years when I was younger. When I was like in my early teens, moving into my sorry late teens, moving into early twenties. But I recently decided to go vegan entirely because I found out that I was allergic to milk. Yeah, yeah, and, that was unfortunate. Yeah, and it was a really horrible experience of me finding that out. And so I'm not vegan for any like moralistic issue. It's really a health issue. Yeah. And so I can't take anything that's like dairy related. Yeah. So no cheese, no milk. Um, and I love cheese. Yeah, I know. You know, and in general, I don't like meat. Yeah. Like in general, I steer clear from yeah. any sort oh. of meat. I just think meat is is it doesn't make me feel good to eat meat. It <laughs> okay. makes it, it's just so heavy in my stomach and yeah. I just don't feel yeah. good about it. And, and I just don't like the way it tastes and smells, you know. There's yeah. just like gamey scent about yeah. meat, which I don't like. Yeah. And I am also enjoying uh, going, you know, vegan, vegan with, with you. Me, which is nice because times. you didn't yeah. have to. Yeah. <laughs> and you're such a steak lover. <laughs> I am, I am. So I'm vegan Guilty. for that reason alone. Uh, I found, I think I've been vegan now for about a year. Mm. Coming to a year. And I'm actually really enjoying this process of being vegan. Yeah. It's not easy to find like vegan food places here in Singapore yeah, especially. Yeah, it isn't, yeah. There's, I think in like 90% of the places you walk in and there's like meat on every single Maybe option. Maybe one vegetarian option the most, yeah. Yeah, one out of like 10 restaurants you approach. So it's it's been a difficult process. You know, as a result, I'm cooking a lot more. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I enjoy 
I enjoy the idea of going vegan entirely、mm. being plant based, and I, I just I think what I'm enjoying most is the feeling of it in my body. Yeah, yeah, for、so, sure. I don't feel so tired. I don't feel so lethargic.、Yeah. I don't feel like there's you know this like aching feeling in、yeah. my tummy. It really does、meal. make a difference. I think. Do you feel that it makes a difference for yeah, you yeah. as a meat eater? Yeah, I mean yes, I would say definitely for sure. But it's going to be a like a lot slower process for, for me. For you, yeah.、And、you know, if you don't have、yeah. to turn vegan immediately. Yeah,、also. exactly. You know, you can go like. What is it they call like weekday vegan when、mm. you only go vegan during the weekdays?、Mm. You know, and it's just I also think it's better for the environment. And、yeah. you know how like sustainability for the planet is so important to me personally. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so keeping in the food theme, I'm gonna talk about something else. Point number four related、mm-hmm. to food, and this is a funny one. I've never had an acai bowl. Oh yes, I've never. never had. An acai bowl, and I I know it was the trend, like a couple years ago, and、mm-hmm. I think even now there are a lot of like acai bowl shops that yeah, are that have still remained, you know, even past this phase. And I've just never, I've just never had it. And you know the funny thing is that I knew that I was going to include this in as part of this episode when we were planning for it, and. It's just something that popped into my head, and I thought, "Oh, what a good point! I'm gonna note it down."、Mm-hmm. But since that point of having that mental note that I'm gonna write it down, I've had the opportunity to eat to have like an acai bowl like twice since. Oh,、uh, okay. And、yeah. I had to actively push that away and, and say, say, "No, I'm not no, gonna、I'm, have it." Yeah, and I had to explain to my friend. The reason why I'm <laughs> going to reject this offer to have an acai bowl now is because, and I had to go into this whole thing about the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's part of my point. So then, after the episode, then I can go try an acai bowl. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh God, girl,、uh, okay. you mental." <laughs> But yeah, so after this, I'll probably try and have an acai bowl. I guess. Yeah. Okay. But up to this point. I can say I've never had one. I don't even just, know what it tastes like. It just like. didn't come up at any point, like in my life. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, okay, we are gonna go and eat. And, and it's just, it's just not something that appealed to、yeah. me. And it's just a fancy way, like acai. It's just a fancy term to say frozen blueberries. <laughs> That's、Which、correct. is what it is. If you、That's, look at yeah, it, yeah, you yeah, just do、right. your research, guys. Look into it. It's a it's a frozen blueberry bowl, and I've had you know blue frozen blueberry <laughs> smoothies on my own yeah, before, yeah. and I think it tastes the same. And I do not find I'm not finding any reason to justify why I should be paying like ten dollars for a bloody acai bowl, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. And it just so happens. That from that point till now,、You've、every restaurant had,、yeah. we go in, there's an acai something on the menu, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's either really hot day, and it like sounds so yummy with like chocolate and like coconut flakes, and it's just so appealing sounding to me. Yeah, suddenly it could it? be because、yeah. it's on my mind. I don't know,、yeah. but it, either way, you know, I've had the chance to say yes to it, which I I didn't. Good job. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next one. So only now looking through my list, I realized that I've got a lot of food-related things.、Mm. I guess that sort of shows my motivations、yeah. in life. I'm、yeah. very、We、food motivated. Love food, yes. Okay, so point number five is that I think I'm a pretty good cook. Well, I can attest to that. Yeah, yes, you are. I think I'm quite good in the kitchen,、um, and I'm more my style. My cooking style is more intuitive. So.、Mm-hmm. Naturally, that makes me a bad baker. Oh, I see. What I you am、mean. not the kind that you can tell me like. 
put out set measurements, you know. Yeah, yeah. I can't, yeah, I'm like, yeah. a dash of this, a splash yeah. of that, you yeah. know. When I try to write down like a recipe of something that you, you have recently cooked for us, I'll be like, okay, so how much salt do you put in your like, huh? Like, uh, like, a, a dash, like, like yeah. just like sprinkle, like, you know, two three times fingers. Of this, grab yeah, it with three fingers and I'm that's like, how much. Uh, okay. <laughs> or like sauce or oil, just like, how much oil should I put in? And I'll go, mm, turn the bottle upside down, I go, one, two, three, and stop. And then she, Mel would give me this, oh, are you kidding me, face. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's... So for that reason, I don't think I can bake well. So when I do bake, I feel like I need to celebrate that moment by posting <laughs> it on Instagram. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which is, I wish I could be... I wish I could bake better because I see all mm. the wonderful things you could make with baking. Yes, and yes. when I mean baking, I mean like baking that requires like flour and what mm. and whatnot. So I'm okay when it comes to baking like savory stuff. So like maybe like cauliflower or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like baking food in the oven is fine. I'm just not good at like pastries and, yeah, and like bread. cupcakes and yeah. And my dad, he makes the best like pizza dough. Oh he does, yeah. And I just can't seem to recreate this his pizza dough no matter how hard I try and to him it's just like yeah just a splash of this you know just, oh, yeah, just actually, feel it he's actually quite intuitive as well yeah and I don't realise how frustrating it can be when I'm giving you instructions yeah. until I, you I follow my dad's instructions yeah. so when I say how do you know you've added enough flour and then he sort of frowns at me and go when you feel it yeah. <laughs> I'm like feel what I don't know what I'm supposed to feel how for. long do I have to wait for the dough to rise yeah uh, and then he I says oh when it doubles you know yeah, just like that <laughs> so so you know what I've, I've decided that I'm not going to bake any sort of pastries I'm just going to stay to cooking savory dishes but yeah I think I'm quite good at that yeah and that's perfect for me because I do like savory stuff more than pastry for sure yeah me too and in fact I I have this point which is point number seven which I'm just going to jump forward and say it now is that I don't like ice cream or cake Mm. or desserts in general I am just not a sweet person in general and I just you know it's very hard on my birthday when people want to buy cake over and you know there was once I, I, I think it was last year but because of my birthday, people were sending cake over. And also, it's, you know, during the pandemic, they yeah. can't come visit me, so they're just delivering food to me. Yeah. And I think at one point, we had like six birthday cakes yeah. in the fridge, and it was so difficult. And I, I don't eat cake as well, so we and, were just yeah, staring both, at those cake. Mel doesn't like cakes either. She's not like a sweet... She doesn't have a, much sweet of a tooth? sweet tooth, right? Yeah. And neither do I. You know, I much, I much rather truffle fries over like a chocolate truffle anything anytime wow right I do I will say though I will never pass on the opportunity to have like a chocolate lava cake Mm -hmm. or like a brownie yeah no 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 brownies sorry brownies Mm -hmm. is too much either a chocolate lava cake or like a macaron Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah those are the only two things I think because I think with a macaron you can you can have like a sea salted flavor or something so it's not always so sweet. sweet yeah and it doesn't really taste like biscuits or like cakes or yeah that's true yeah you know yeah so you know people always look at me and say you're weird for not liking ice cream but yeah. you know if i'm allergic to dairy maybe my body already knows that i don't like it right. and just outright rejects yeah the therefore taste of you ice don't cream. like it so you can't have it anyways yeah and i've always struggled you know as a kid when people would say you know teachers they love to say oh what is your favorite ice cream flavor and i'll just go Mm, the cone <laughs> that's the best part of the ice cream to me because you know it's kind of like savoury yeah, yeah. it's kind of like salty yeah. like a biscuit waffle thing yep, yep. and I'll be like uh, I would 
I'll, I'll yeah, skip the ice cream, but give me the, the cone, the plain <laughs> cone, you know, I'll have that. Yeah, the, so, the odd kid in class, that's you. <laughs> so that's point number seven, which I'm now going to bump up to six. Okay, so the next point, I'm just going to very quickly talk about all my favourite things. Mm, okay. So like colour, food, drinks and season. Just as like a general overview into the things I like. Uh, my favourite colour, either white or gold. Mm, yep. Or yep. like any of the creamy, taupey colours, like a, maybe like a light grey, like a warm light mm. grey, like light eggshell. I like really light, bright colours, like yeah. an airy feeling. Although I would say I'm in black most of the time. Yeah, yeah. What you like to wear, right? I just feel that it's cleaner and mm. black is just easier. It's more classic. It matches everything. Yeah. And I fear too much about my white clothes getting yeah. dirty. I do see your favourite colours being translated in, in your art. When you are doing your paintings, oh, yeah. do you? Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. A lot of gold, a lot of uh, yeah. I love white, using gold cream. foil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I would love to wear a lot more white, if only I wasn't so scared about it getting dirty. Yeah. Because getting stains out of white clothes, you know, I have this white top, which I think you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I call do. it the cursed white top yeah. because every time I wear this white top, I'm gonna spill. And this white yeah, top... Yeah, you're going to find a way to stain it somehow. Has, this white top has got so many stains. <laughs> I don't know from where or what. So I just call it my cursed white top. But yeah. anyway, so those are my favourite colours. And like, I love gold tones. Mm. So anything with that. You know, a white lace top with gold sequin sparkling details. Sounds like the That's perfect like the top. perfect top for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next, my favourite drink... Okay. Is um, Earl Grey tea. Mm, yeah. Could be you do hot. like the Earl Grey flavour. Yeah. I love. It's the bergamot flavour that I like. And mm. I even like it in my aromatherapy. So it could be hot, it could be cold. Just Earl Grey tea. It could be Earl Grey with lavender, Earl Grey with rose. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Lady Grey. I think the, the bergamot flavour is not as strong. But that's my favourite drink. Mm. Uh, my favourite food. Oh, Okay. Okay, so I'm ve- vegan, right? Newly vegan, yes. But it doesn't mean that I don't have a favourite food that is, isn't is vegan, okay? Okay, So my favourite food of all time, if I could eat anything for the rest of my life, I think it would be any sort of seafood. Any sort of fish or like shellfish, maybe. I love seafood stuff. Okay, so if I were to ask you if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life... Definitely. What would it be? Lobster bisque. Ah, because okay. I can see that. I also love soup. Yeah. So it's my favorite type of meal to have, which like is like go-to, soup. right? Yeah. Yeah, it could be any kind. It could be like a cream of something. Yeah. It could be. Mm, I want to say it could be like the Asian herbaly stuff, but I actually don't really like the Asian <laughs> the smell of it. It's just so stinky to me. But anyway, so any kind of soups, I love soups. Okay. Okay. And if I could mix the both. Like seafood and soup, I guess lobster bisque this would, would be, it. be the, yeah would be the one yeah. And they're so expensive. It's so expensive, <laughs> and it's so time consuming. Oh to yes, make. to make yeah. I didn't realize how time consuming it was. Yeah. But it is incredibly. And uh, my favorite season, uh, would be Christmas. Christmas, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't like Christmas? Yeah. Uh, I do know some people who don't prefer Christmas. Mm, okay. Or who don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, yes, that's true though. Yep. You're like right. before I met you. Putting up a Christmas tree during Christmas was not a thing for your family, right? Yeah, yeah, it isn't. I mean, 
Mm, it's just not a practice, I guess. Yeah, but for me, it's like, what? You don't put up a Christmas tree? It's like a yeah, month... Yeah, by November, it's already sort of up. Yeah, yeah. and it stays up past February. <laughs> <laughs> you know? If I can choose not to take it down, I will, I will never take it down. Mm. So those are my favourite things. Point number eight. Uh, this would be a quick one. I have asthma. I have really bad asthma. Mm. Always had. Yeah. Since I was a child, and for some reason, it's like getting worse the older I get. Yeah. Um, I recently had to go back to the doctors, uh, because they couldn't figure out something wrong with. They couldn't figure out something that wasn't right with my blood. Yeah. Like the blood results, and so the doctors have been trying. They have been thinking that it could be related to my asthma and that it's getting much worse. So now I'm back to having to carry. Uh, two different kinds of inhalers with yeah. me everywhere I, I go. Yeah, I had to practice on like how does it work and yeah, what because what like what do I need to do if something goes wrong? If I get an asthma attack. And it's 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 my asthma is bad enough that when I start to get breathless, it escalates very quickly. Yeah, it does. And it makes me very dizzy and very faint and my chest feels very incredibly tight. And it's you know, it's almost like in that moment I can't breathe and when you can't breathe you, you, you don't really think straight. Like, you're sort of panicking in the moment. Yeah, I can imagine. It's pretty scary. So I sort of had to, you know, prep all the people in my life that visit me often oh, yeah. or close to me, like my best friend and yeah. you. And yeah, like, by the way. <laughs> by the way, this is what's happening. And if if you ever see me, you know, to a point where I'm sort of faint and giddy and, you know, I need to sit down and I can't reach my inhaler, it's here. You know, I even yeah. made, like, a pouch yeah, for it. Yeah, we crocheted a pouch, a special <laughs> asthma a pouch. A bright red pouch so that you, nobody can miss it. Yeah. But anyway, that's point number eight about me. Point number nine is... Um, I have tattoos. Mm. I have seven tattoos. Seven. And I think it's interesting because I think looking at me, yeah. you don't think that I have tattoos. Yeah, and also because it's not very obvious, right? Your tattoos? It's very well hidden and it's on purpose. Okay. I, I'm, I, I am considering, you know, getting like a, a tattoo on my forearm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that would be very obvious and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Okay. You know, I, I sort of placed my tattoos like the tattoo placements on my body are strategic yeah so that it's not so in your face yeah um, also because you are you've mentioned you are a very private person yeah so. and it's like a private thing for me I get a tattoo for myself you yeah. know not to sort of show to the world or, and I don't like the way that if they see me and they see a tattoo they immediately try to stereotype me into right. something yeah um but yeah, I've got seven tattoos. But I will say out of the seven, two of them are really small ones on my ankles. Mm, either yes. one on my inner ankles. So those, I mean, those, those you can sort of see if you really like pay attention. Yeah, but it's really all the way at my feet. You know, If you're looking ones. at my feet, you better be paying me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and in relation to that, I've got three piercings. And only three piercings. Just one on either ear and an extra one on my left. That's more surprising to me. I would think that you're the kind that would probably have Get more piercings? Yeah, like five, minimum five piercings on each ear. To be honest, when I was um, in college, I considered, you know, I had a deal with a friend of mine, another classmate, and he wanted to get a helix piercing. Okay. And I was very into getting one. I was so taken with the idea. And I said, okay, let's do it. You, if, When you make an appointment, make an appointment for two packs. Yeah, yeah. And he did. He went, you know. And then? I chickened out. Oh, man. I couldn't. It's just... Okay, firstly, at that time, pain, I was modeling. Or... Okay, oh, yeah. So I didn't get permission from my manager to do that. Yeah. And if I had to do that, and I had to take it out for a photo shoot before it healed, I think that would have been a disaster. Yeah, yeah. 
and in general I just I like the look of it I just don't know how much I want it you know as part of my your look my look yeah, you know because yeah. I think that you can't help it that your look is part of your identity yeah. and that would have been quite obvious right it's very yeah. obvious it's like a bar across your <laughs> ear you know yeah and so speaking of piercings in like the past month or so I've also been considering getting a nose piercing yes we've been talking about it a lot recently and uh, I just you know I get nervous I'm nervous now thinking about it you know yeah. do I want to get a piercing on my face <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually that's that's something that you really need to consider because it's like there and you I've know, been getting it, it's not something you can hide it's not something that I've I've actively actively been see I'm so nervous I can't see <laughs> okay let me rephrase that it's not something that I've been actively asking people for their opinions mm-hmm. but I've just been receiving lots of opinions about it yeah. you know it's like equal number of people saying no don't do it I'm or glad like, you didn't do it yes you should totally do it or somebody else was like yeah go for it why have you not done it yet yeah on somebody else was like oh don't you already have a nose because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that think was to funny. them like look like the kind yeah that, that was funny but I don't know I think piercings scare me a lot more than tattoos do because you know which I'm is much, funny yeah, if you think about it I'm so much more terrified of a piercing than I am of you know of a yeah when it comes to pain level though I think tattoo hurts a lot more than I mean okay honestly I've never done a piercing before in my life but I would think that it hurts a lot more for tattoo I, I, I think okay I think for tattoo it's a lower pain level don't kill me okay I don't know if I'm this is just in a personal opinion it's a lower pain level but prolonged and I think that's what makes it difficult right because it's the first you know first couple of minutes into a tattoo is totally fine Mm. But it's when you start hitting the half hour mark, the 45 minute mark, that every movement sort of hurts you. Yeah. Whereas a piercing, it's a short, sharp pain. Okay. And it's just like a dull ache moving forward in the healing process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I cannot stand the dull ache. It, It just, it's that throbbing, aching, painful feeling and the idea that a needle, a foreign object, is going... Through, through my skin and out on the other side and removing a piece of something from me that wow. just uh, if I didn't know you're talking about piercing that totally sounds like painful scary. right yeah and I think a tattoo to me just sort of like skims the surface you know it's like lightly on the surface you know it's more permanent which is funny <laughs> but to me it's like the idea of a, a piercing like literally piercing through your body yeah yeah okay I, I can see that I can understand that yeah and also I don't like you know I don't like needles I don't like injections yeah. so I guess maybe it's sort of related a little mm. bit but yeah <laughs> so I would love to get another piercing and another tattoo but for now I've got seven tattoos and three piercings okay so point number 10 um, it's about language and mm. I speak a little bit of French and Italian yes yes you do and I find that really awesome and uh, I'm better at my Italian and even though I've been learning French for a little bit longer so I dated this Italian guy for like four or five years and I find it just it's a funny European thing that Italians like to speak in Italian even if they can speak in English they want you to speak in Italian oh as in he wants you to be speaking it's, Italian it's, with him to no him. it's just the culture uh-huh. in general and his family doesn't speak English right and so in order for me to be able to communicate with his family, I needed to pick up a little bit of Italian. And I think I learned, I think my progress with Italian was a lot faster and like 
um, I picked it up a lot quicker because he was constantly speaking in Italian. Yeah, I mean that they do say that's the best way to to learn, learn a language. language yeah, right? to date somebody. <laughs> not not to language. date somebody, but to speak the language. No, with somebody I, I've else. actually heard that that you know dating somebody who speaks that language is the best way to learn. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I, should have done that. I think uh, I think that statement is accurate, but. I was learning French before that because in college, um, they made you choose like another language to learn. Oh uh, yes, yes. And I picked, I chose French, and I've been learning before before I met him. It's just that after I met him, having to learn Italian and French at the same time sort of messed with my mind a little bit because they're pretty similar. They are quite similar, and it's just I can't I confuse which words are Italian oh, words and which okay. words are French words because the two languages don't come naturally to me yes but um, I think I, I think I knew already that I would rather learn French it's just that I sort of broke broke apart my French learning process in half because there was a four year gap in between when I was dating this Italian guy mm. but yeah and I actually made an ASMR video about me practicing my Italian Oh, did and, you? Yeah, and there are some people who commented saying, "Oh, not bad, but maybe they gave me advice on certain things I should say differently." But ah. you know, I think I'm gonna put Italian aside for aside now, and then just focus on my French because it's gonna be harder for me to try and learn two new things at the same time. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just gonna focus on one that's French, and I think I'm I understand. It's just that I need a little bit more confidence in like having a conversation, a full conversation in French. But otherwise, that's that with the language. Oh, that's pretty amazing, yeah. Okay, point number 11. I used to model as a child. And I think um, I've since left the industry. It's not it's not an industry I, I know that I want to, to, continue. to continue in. It's just that my mom was a model before me. And it just makes sense to pull me into the industry with her as well. Yeah. And so we both had one manager that was managing us. Yeah. Her individually and me individually. And then us as like a mother-daughter duo. And fun fact about this, when I was much, much, much younger, like still in diapers, okay. my mother submitted a photo, a modeling photo, like a photo shoot picture of me okay. to, I don't remember which diaper company it was. And it's like a photo contest, like send in the uh, cutest photo of your like kid. Competition, yeah. Okay. Competition and we won. With my photo. Wow. And my mom got a free year worth of diapers because of that photo. It's something that I would totally do also. Just so, for the diapers, yeah. And so she, yeah, because diapers are expen- expensive. They're yeah. expensive, yeah. And so she said that, you know, I think that sort of sparked the idea in her that, yes, you she can. needs to continue modeling and yeah. earning her own keep and paying <laughs> for herself. So... I guess you could say I've been working since I was a baby. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, uh, point number 12. I love reading straight up. Hmm. I love to read. Uh, and I I like to read like physically. I don't, I can't read with audiobooks. For some, somehow audiobooks just don't work for me. If it's like an audio something, it has to be a podcast. Right, right. Okay, but not, not, not a book. Not a book. I just can't get into audiobooks I don't know what it is about it I need to read it and like see the words and imagine it in my head and that's how I I, I take flip, to reading flip the pages and physically flip the pages yeah. and have this sound 
you know, oh, that sound, <laughs> it does something to me. I love that sound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a child, I was always that kid that never went out without a book. Yeah, wow. You don't really see that nowadays. You don't see that at all nowadays. Yeah. And so I would have like a little, you know, because when I was much younger, I was very quite a princessy girl. Mm. So I had like my pink sparkly handbag. Oh, I can totally see that. <laughs> with my long dress. And in that pink sparkly handbag, you know, I'll be like... Would you like to see my book? I've got a book and it's always one of the Init Blighted books. Right. Because they've got like really nice short stories in it. Yes, and yes, I yes. just loved, I was never without those books. Okay, well, what about like now? What kind of books do you read now? Um, now I'm kind of into the Philippa Gregory series where mm. she talks, because I love um, like 1400, 1500s, uh, old English history. Yeah. So like the Tudors and prior to that. And I love like stories on what relating to the monarchy and the royal family and all that so I really love that it's just that Philippa Gregory has the the war between the the war of the roses and the Tudor dynasty it's got like what 15 books in the whole series yeah and you kind of introduced me that as well which it's really really interesting and BBC came up with the the white queen and the red queen um, screen adaptation of the book and it was wonderful and I think they followed you know, the book yeah, pretty, quite well. Yeah, pretty cozy, yeah. But in the whole series, all the way from, um, like, Elizabeth Woodville and the start of the Tudors, all the way down to, like, Anne Boleyn, in between that timeline, there's, like, 15 books in between. And some of these books are not fi- not fiction. Some of these books are... So every other... Every two or three books, she releases, like, all her notes and all her research wow. into the actual people that inspired her fiction stories. So that also takes a while to get through. Right. So I'm kind of in the middle of all that currently. I, I haven't had time to read in the past like month or so because it's just been so busy, busy for me. Yeah. But you know. When you can, you do. Usually yeah. I'm reading. Yeah. yeah. So the next point in relation to books, I'm excited to share this point with you. Point number 13 is that I love the whole Harry Potter series. Yes, of course. I love, love, love the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. And you know, I think it's so funny because recently you shared with me a video about, um, I think it's like some kitchenware brand that came up with a whole Harry Potter-themed yeah. kitchenware thingy. And we were laughing about how our generation grew up with Harry Potter. And now, Harry Potter has to kind of grow up with us. And, you know, yeah, yeah. it's no longer Harry Potter things or notebooks. It's like kitchen stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, because we're all at that age. Yeah, we're at that age group right now. Yeah, so let me share with you a little bit about me um in the Harry Potter universe. universe. So I what is this? Okay, my house is Ravenclaw. Yes, of course. But when I took the Pottermore quiz, the unofficial Pottermore quiz, it says I'm like uh what is it like forty seven percent Ravenclaw, like forty something else Gryffindor. So it's almost fifty ah. fifty. Okay, so yeah Raven I'm a Raven uh, I'm Griffin. A, I'm a Griffin Claw. Whoa, wow. Okay. <laughs> and let me tell you something else that really irritates me. When I was on the Pottermore website for the first time, yeah. taking the house quiz, and if you've ever been on the Pottermore website, you know that once you enter something in, you can't change it. Yeah. Because it locks in your IP. Um, and you can't go and, and re-enter a new account in your same computer. It yeah. says you've already locked in. And the security is so strict which I'm glad because yeah, I know makes it, sense, it yeah. appeals to young children, right? So when I did the quiz for the first time, it showed me that my results was Ravenclaw. So my homepage is now decorate, decorated in blue. Okay. And then something went wrong. It glitched 
the website crashed and then when it re-upload restarted I had to take the quiz again and then it sorted me into Gryffindor oh because you know how the Pottermore quiz doesn't give you the same 20 yeah. something yeah. you know they yeah. only it's pick pretty 10 pretty random yeah they only pick 10 questions to ask you out of the 20 available so now when I log into Pottermore and I look Yo, at my home Gryffindor. page, it shows bright red Gryffindor. But I know, I know I'm not Deep a Gryffindor. Deep down in your heart. I'm, I'm a good mix of both, but I'm definitely more Ravenclaw than I am Gryffindor, I think. Yeah, okay. But anyway, um, my Patronus in the Harry Potter world is the Albatross, which I recently found out is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly rare. Yeah, you never fail to remind me how rare your Patronus is. And you know, I think it's so funny, and I guess it's how people view me too, that when your colleagues were asking you about my Patronus, I think somebody said, yeah, I bet Ines had some really rare ones, yeah. you know, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. And I didn't know the Patronus was rare until I was on like Reddit and I came across a Harry Potter forum then it was talking about um, Patronuses Mm -hmm. and then I asked uh, can somebody tell me anything about um, the Albatross and somebody replied lol uh, stop boasting it's the rarest one and I'm like wow it is the rarest (laughs) one wow yeah which means that it's not very easy to get and not many people get it yeah and the the quiz to do the the what's the thing called the patronus to find out your patronus is really interesting you know because mm. it's um it's like you're moving through a forest and you're never stopping and any every time you come across a question you have to answer immediately like you have like a second to answer yeah. and if you don't answer it also counts you know to yeah. your to your overall score yeah yeah it does and it's so it kept, really nice I know for some people, it's like they answer the question like three or four times and it's done. But for me, they kept pushing forward and forward. I think I, ans- I answered about seven to eight questions in total. Yeah, I think mine was pretty short. Yeah, and so I didn't realise that the process was so individualised. So yeah. Which is pretty I've amazing, right? Yeah. And I guess it's interesting because it's it's a seabird, right? Yeah. And like my horoscope is a water sign. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. See There's the connection there. there. <laughs> yeah, so... And uh, yeah, and okay, let me tell you something else. Something else that happened to me, to us actually, in Japan when we visited the Harry Potter land. In Osaka. In Osaka, Japan. So we were going to go into the Ollivander's room uh, where they had the like the immersive experience. It's like a short, what do you call it? Like a play? Like a skit? Like a yeah, little like skit? Yeah, like a skit, yeah. Yeah, and you enter basically the Ollivander's room. And I didn't know it. We didn't know it at that time. But mm-hmm. they needed a volunteer from the group. And they pulled me. Of all people. Yeah, the yeah, guy And it's was not like, like we were standing right in front no, of the crowd. No, I was right or, at the back. Yeah. And so he pulled me up, you know. And I, you know, that sort of like... You are the one. What, what wand buying today, you know? Yeah, what wand are you buying today? And he came and grabbed me forward. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But I was excited too at the same time. It's just that I felt that I had to immediately put on my, my you know my art face, my, my <laughs> yeah. actress face. Yeah, you were so into character. <laughs> I had to be into character, you know, I had, I felt like I needed to 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 interact with that actor. Yeah, that, which the was guy. fun, I think entertaining for everybody else. Yes, else in but the then room. at the same time I didn't get to experience it from a viewer's point oh, of okay, view. Yeah, you know? that's true. And I know that sounds a little bit like uh, because anybody would kill to be in that position, but I really wanted to just go in, stand in the back and watch. You know, I'm grateful for the experience. 
because after that I got to pick I actually got to pick a wand um, that was not on sale in Harry Potter land it's yeah. like the special wands reverse oh my god reverse like, I've been doing too many tarot readings <laughs> just every time you hear a wand or cup or something like that and you it has to be reversed. you go into a reading oh my <laughs> okay so what what was it I wanted to say okay sorry they had wands re reserved Re- reserved for people who were chosen to be part of like the little skit thingy yeah. and so I got to uh, it wasn't free of course I had to buy it but now the one that I, I own from Harry Potter Land is like unique and one of a kind yeah yeah. yes it is it's not for sale it's in not the for stores. sale anywhere and it doesn't even belong to a character yeah it's like a brand new I think they have like a, f- a set, a series of brand new wands they designed specifically for this purpose. Yeah. Right, for people. And so I'm very excited about that. And that was like such an experience because, you know, I really loved Harry Potter. Yeah. I would love to go back again and like, you know, be... Uh, actually, now that I'm talking about it, maybe it's because I was wearing the Harry Potter scarf. Oh, Maybe it's yeah, because maybe. I was in my... You know, oh, my Ravenclaw Harry, yeah, scarf Harry and like stuff, I had yeah. like a blue ribbon in my hair and whatnot. Yeah. And I was wearing like a black coat because it was in the winter, so it's kind of cold. Yeah. So it had like a long black coat. So I guess the black coat plus the um the Her- the Ravenclaw scarf yeah. sort of made me look like... A student, right? Like a Hogwarts student. But yeah. anyway, I got to live out my dream a little bit there. So that's my funny Harry Potter story. Okay, so I think we're dragging a little bit bit longer, so let's quickly move on. Um, Point number 14 is my secret hidden talent. Oh, what is it? And I'm just going to say what it is and we're going to move on because I'm not going to demonstrate this, okay? I can spit a mean rap. Oh, that's true. Okay, that's that's it. Let's move on. (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, yeah, when Cardi B turns on, nobody can stop you. I love I love rap music. It's not the only kind of music that music that I like, but I do enjoy it. And like even as a teenager, it's like Eminem for us. Oh yeah, that's true. Right? Yes, yes. And now it's like Cardi B, and like I love Cardi B and yeah. her music. So okay, full stop. I can rap. Okay, let's let, let's okay, let's classical move on. or rap. If you had to pick uh, like one, like classical music. Yeah. Oh, definitely classical music. Okay, okay. I am a big fan of Debussy and his music. Okay. Um, not so much of Beethoven. I don't really like Beethoven. Um, but I do like Mozart and Debussy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think those two are my favourite classical music, okay. classical artists. Okay, so let's move on to the next point. I think that some of you might find this point pretty interesting. And I think it's an interesting thing uh, for me to talk about also. Also because of the reactions I get when I talk about this. Okay. Um, I have my funeral planned out already. Uh, right. <laughs> and okay. I, what I mean by that is not that it's been planned, but more that I know exactly how I want my funeral to be organized. I know the kind of vibe that I want, and I know it's kind of morbid, but it's just things I think about, you know? But I mean, it's being realistic, I guess. So let me tell you, I mean, Mel and I have spoken about this before, right? I've yeah. told you, if I ever <laughs> go... Right, at this point in my life, this is how I want my funeral to be arranged. So I'm going to share it with you guys and see, you know, tell me how you feel about it. You know, leave me a comment on my Instagram. Tell me if you are also somebody that plans your funeral this in advance. In advance. So, I like it to be light and bright. I don't want it to be dark and gloomy. I want everybody to be dressed in their Sunday best, you know, glamorous mm, outfits. Yep. No black, no crying. I mean, that's kind of unrealistic, but, you know, try not to yeah. be sad. Happy cries. I don't want it to be, 
you know, crying because of, of a loss, but I want everyone there to sort of celebrate what I've gone through in life because I think it's worth celebrating. Um, I want the vibe to have like lots of soft lights, lots of white flowy curtains, very classy boutique feel. Uh-huh, okay. okay, I want like lots of lo-fi, aesthetic, <laughs> chill music, yep. you know. And the most important thing is I want my coffin to be made of cardboard. And there's this like movement where people are not sort of choosing the really heavy wood ones. Okay. I want my funeral to be as eco-friendly as possible. I don't believe in cutting down trees just to be carved and varnished, you know, to put another dead thing in it. Right. You know, yeah. I want my my coffin to be made of this white cardboard. And like the screen, if we can't open it, the screen, like the glass is made of plexiglass or like uh, some clear plastic, like biodegradable plastic thingy. Right, right. And I want people to be able to come up onto the cardboard coffin and write their notes on it. Oh, okay. Like a final yeah. send-off note and whatever, you know, and then all that will be, you know, when it's time to either cremate me or bury me, to just take that cardboard coffin and recycle it somehow. Yes, that's, that's what really I want. important, yeah. And I think that would make a really aesthetic-looking funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's priority, guys. I just don't want it to be a dark, scary thing. You yeah, know? yeah, I understand. I don't yeah. want people and that's to very go you. and cry. Yeah, yeah and that's, I that, don't want. That is very you. I don't want any like heavy vibes. I don't want people to be sad or cry or you know. I just yeah. want it to be light, bright, happy. This is a celebration and very Irish in that sense. <laughs> the oh, yeah. Irish funerals are yeah. all about parties and celebrations. Yeah, celebration of life. Of I want the life there to you be. Had, yeah. I mean, if money was no issue, I want there to be like a cocktail bar. Okay, yeah. Yeah, let's know, just, like yeah. Music dedications, like maybe... maybe <laughs> DJ. Like a DJ, <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay, okay. But so, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that, that's point number 15, how I want to go off, how I want to be sent off. Okay, message. Received. Received. <laughs> okay, so now that we've talked about all the dead stuff, let's talk about <laughs> all the birth stuff. Point number 16, my most treasured possession huh. on earth. On earth. Is a, a pillow. <laughs> oh. It's my, I call it my baby pillow. Yeah. But it's a pillow that I've had since I was born. And, yeah. you know, I know, I remember my mom telling me, or my parents telling me this story, that this very, this pillow that I have, when I was first brought back from the hospital, it was the very thing they put me down on. Oh. This like pillow. So it's the size of like a little infant child. So it's not very big. <laughs> no, it's not. And That's now, why it's called baby pillow. Baby pillow. Because right. it's a small, it's like half the size of a regular pillow and it's small and flat. Right? Yeah. But I have this pillow with me everywhere I go. I can't travel without oh, it. Oh yes, yes. We have to bring that. It's like we- the first thing you pack. Yeah, even if I'm going for like a two-day vacation somewhere, I need to bring this pillow with me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I make space in my luggage <laughs> for it. I sleep I sleep with it every day. It's either on my back or on, on me or on my head or, you know, or I'm resting on it. Even if I'm just on the sofa, on the couch, watching a movie with a family. Yeah. I need to have this pillow with me. It's like, it's like a comforting... Yeah, it sort of b- brings you comfort. Right. Yeah, and it's, you know, and I've changed, it sounds gross that I've had this pillow for like 30 over years, but, you know, I've changed the stuffing once or twice since, you know, it's probably a brand new pillow by now, if you if you, yeah. if you think about it yeah. that way, because the lining has been changed, the covers have been changed, and I sew my own covers for this yeah. pillow. Baby, co- baby pillow baby covers, Baby pillow yeah. covers, yeah, because they, 
you know, it's such a funny sizing. Yeah. That you just can't find this size anywhere. So, you know, I, I choose, I call them my baby pillow clothes, like her clothing, her <laughs> yeah. dresses. Yeah, we do actually go to Spotlight specifically to look for fabric for so baby pillow. Yeah. Spotlight is, for those of you who don't know, because we do have international oh, yes. listeners, uh, Spotlight is kind of like a craft store where they sell like fabrics, like tons and tons and tons of fabric and with all sorts of like materials and, and you know what. So we will, we would go to this store specifically <laughs> because I feel like Baby Pillow needs a new dress. You know? <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah, she needs a new dress. And it's my most prized hmm. possession. And if you ask me, if the house was burning down and everyone else was safe, what's the first thing I would grab? This would be it. Yeah. You know, it, it would already be under my shirt, but yeah, for the sake <laughs> of the question, I would run back in and grab my pillow. Okay. Okay, we are reaching the end of my section here. Point number 17. I thought that it would be nice to sort of start winding down my side of the list mm-hmm. with some of my favourite quotes or like personal mantras that I believe, like I follow or take in my okay. life. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are three. And the first one is... When you seek beauty in all people and all things, you not only find it, you become it. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do hear you say this a, a lot of times. And I love this quote, and I think it's such a wonderful way. It's like such a nice shift of perspective. Yeah. And I like it so much that I sort of designed a poster around this, and I framed it up, and it's in our bedroom now. Yes, it is. Yeah. Beside my wardrobe, and it's like a constant reminder that. You should always start looking at things and finding all the beautiful things because if you are somebody who can sort of generate that habit or build that habit in you that you start pointing out beautiful things in other people, it makes you a nicer person. You know, yeah. It makes you a beautiful person. And yeah. I love the idea that you don't just find it, you become it. Yeah. Right? That it's not just how you view things but it's about the the values that you really embody. Exactly. Yeah. It's and Such so I really yeah, I, and I have. really like that the next quote that I really like also uh, is what if you woke up tomorrow with only the things you were grateful for today and sometimes when I meditate and I think about this um, this this phrase mm-hmm. it does scare me a little bit because like what if it what, what if that really happened what if tomorrow I woke up you know I, I would have practically nothing if I'm not grateful for whatever I have today right and I think it's a, it's also it's also about a shift in perspective and trying to remember, you know, that whatever you have you day should in be, day out is yeah. is a gift. You know, it's a privilege, and we could be doing with a lot less than what we already have. And so, you know, yeah, there's a lot of things that we should be grateful for. Yeah, and so yeah, so this next second quote, and the very last one is I think this is a prayer actually. Uh, I'm not sure where it's from, but I think it's like a ca- a Catholic prayer. And it's, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And this, you know, my mom, she she has like a cross-stitch uh, painting of this hanging outside my bedroom. Oh. My childhood bedroom for years. And I just... I just I always see it. It's just that I don't understand what it means as a, as a child. Right. But I think only as an adult and entering like the working uh, I think the word I'm looking for is like environment mm-hmm. I think only as an adult entering the working environment and being in like a leadership or management position do I start to really feel it that there are certain things that is just out of my control and I've done what I can do I can only leave the rest you know to I can just let go of what I cannot control Yeah. and it's you know some people can't differentiate 
about the things they worry about, whether they can change it or not. Yes, yes. And if you, you know, if you can do one thing to change what you worry about, then you should definitely go ahead and do that. But if worrying brings you nothing but stress and anxiety, then it's really just out of your hands and you need to be sort of wise enough to know the difference of yeah. the things you can and cannot change. Yeah. And I think that sort of mindset shift have, has been so crucial in helping me deal with my stress Right, you know, as a as a only female, at that time in the company I was working for, okay. being the only female in like a company of what was it like 10, 15, 12 men, you know, and uh, yeah. the, this it's a very patriarchal situation, yeah, and I just think for that industry or just for that the company, I think just for that company alone, yeah. and I think that this sort of phase, this phrase, sort of helped me get through a lot of it, mm. because if it's if it's if I've done all that I can, then I've done all that I can, yeah. right. There's yeah. no point stressing over something that I can't change. Yeah, exactly. So those are my three favorite mantras or quotes or whatever you want to call it. Next up, point number 18 is uh, I write poetry. Oh, uh, yes. Again, about words. Um, yeah, I, I had I, I had quite a challenging childhood, I think. And poetry sort of got me through them all. And every time I was feeling something, you know, if I was feeling stressed or anxious or fearful I would write uh, poems yeah you you do write a lot when you were younger yeah it's just that I haven't kept a, a detailed what what you put like copy of all the poem all the poetry I've written so I'm now slowly in the midst of trying to recover them from all the different like blog spot websites right. and, and, and I think WordPress you also, and MySpace yeah do write it in like your notebooks here and there or like pages that you find yeah and they're all scattered everywhere yeah. because the purpose of me writing poetry is not to collect them in a collection it's mm. just it's an outlet for me and writing poetry is so sort of so it's like second nature to me. Like I think in poetry, you know. I think in poems. I naturally want to rhyme things. I guess maybe yeah. that's why I like rap music. Oh, okay. Yeah, I right? see the because connection. It's now. all about poetry. It's all about rhyming things. It's all about finding like cadence in the the, the verses. Yeah, yeah. That the message is not always so like yeah. direct. And, and so yeah. I think it would be a good chance for me to share with you one of my favorite poems that I've written. Okay. And this was inspired by the Yayoi Kusama exhibition, this Japanese artist. And she came to Singapore, um, her exhibition traveled to Singapore in, I think it was 2017. And there was this really beautiful room where it's all lights, you know, it's like really dark with light. So it looks like you're in the universe. And like uh, you and me and another friend, we sort of took like a selfie. Is, is that a word anymore? Selfie? What do they yes, call it? It's, it's a word. It's still, it's, it's still, it's still called selfie. Yeah, so we took a selfie in the mirror uh, with the three of us standing and it looked like it was so beautiful. It looked like we were standing in the middle of the universe. Yeah, it does. Like galaxy-ish. Yeah, it was so pretty. So I decided to take a photo of it, put it on my Instagram and I wanted the caption to be a, a poem. Okay. So it's a very short poem. It's just like four or five lines, but I'm going to share that with you now. So my this, the poem, uh, I don't know what it's called. Did I ever give it a name? I, I don't think so. Okay, it's untitled. <laughs> it's called Untitled. Okay, Untitled number one. Um, Indeed I am a child of the galaxy, a lover of the skies. I'm a swimmer in its gravity and a gypsy in disguise. So that wow. that was what I... And the, the beautiful thing was that I wrote this like within five minutes. Yeah, it just like came to you and because, you had to put it down. Yeah. yeah, because I really wanted it to be a reflection of who I am and that's how I really feel, you know, like I'm a child in the galaxy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a swimmer in its gravity, you know, and 
a gypsy who would have known that I'll be a tarot reader like years down the road so I guess it all yeah, makes sense it all makes sense it all comes you know around full circle, yeah, yeah really full circle so yeah I write poetry number 19 we're close to the end for me um, point number 19 is that I think I can be quite the perfectionist oh I think yeah. um, it's and I don't mean it in a good way I think it's quite it's quite it's not a good thing <laughs> and it's something that I'm trying to change and because I'm such a perfectionist it really makes it hard for me to you know consider artworks or things that I create to consider it uh, done yes I see what you know, mean because I always feel like there's room for improvement and whatnot. but the thing about art is that there's no distinction there's no definitive line between right and wrong yeah yeah or good and bad that's what makes it art right yeah and so it's always an exercise for me in letting things be in its current state and also perfection is really a perspective right so if i don't change my perspective on the way i view things as being perfect then you know i'll just i'll just be stuck with a bunch of half done projects <laughs> and and you know if you've listened to one of our previous episodes about whips yeah with all my 30 40 That's where something whips my thought went to yeah, yeah and i guess it's also why i can't complete my projects because i don't ever feel like they're done yeah, it's always something to fix or something to frog or something to finish. Yeah, I was just about to say that maybe this is the reason why you frog stuff so much. Yeah, because the, it's just if it's not perfect, I can't accept it. Yeah, you know, it's like the things I do because I can control it. I should be able to control it to the best of my ability, and make it perfect. You know, because there is no definition whether, you know, there is no point like, even and then I think this applies even for my paintings, and I think it applies even more so for my paintings. Yeah. Because after I'm done with this like section, then I think it's completed, you know. But then the more you look at it, the more I start to pick on the flaws, and yeah. the more I start to see, you know, yeah, areas you, in yeah, my art that really I don't go like. On to the next section there, yeah. You know, and it always takes a while. Like it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be even six months for me to finally look at the piece of work and go, "Okay, I'm gonna call it done." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, that's correct. Do you remember this white painting that I did? Yeah. It took me like three months for it to, to be done. But the moment I know it's done, I know it's done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And maybe I remember, you just need some time, you know. Yeah, to let it sit in itself and like grow its own yeah. identity. Or maybe to convince yourself that, okay, Ines, it's really done. It's really done. <laughs> and I remember running to you, you were in the kitchen. And I, I remember saying, I have something to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to do what? it. I think I'm going to call it done. <laughs> and then Mel was like, uh, what? What's wow, done? really? You're going <laughs> to... Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, but so I guess it's just, you know, it's just me. I like things to be perfect. I like yeah. I like things that I do to be perfect. Yeah. And I think the I don't know why, but I don't I don't feel that I hold other people to that standard. So if you want to create an artwork for yourself and you don't think it's you think it's complete and I don't, you know, I understand that it's out of my control. Right, right, yeah. You know, so when I'm painting, like when I'm in art class with somebody else and they are painting something and I look at it and I think it's not done, but they think it's done. Yeah. You know, I think art sort of has trained my perspective in that sense that you you can only control what you can mm. and you can't control how the artist views their artwork to yeah, be. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But because of that, you know, it sort of empowers me or like in a bad way, like <laughs> enables me to sort of nitpick on the smaller details that way and it's a bad habit and I know I've got to yeah. change that yeah yeah well at least you are a perfectionist only to yourself if not oh man everybody else will what, have a hard time what am I gonna do you know <laughs> I will say that I can sort of I 
I don't want to say like I forced that perspective from other people, but I think for Nathan, like our 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 ward, uh, so Mel and I are guardian to her nephew. Yeah, my nephew. And I think for <laughs> him, because we are sort of dealing with his growth and homework and you know studies, I can I can sometimes feel like he's not putting in enough effort. Yeah. And it's not the level that I would put in and therefore I get frustrated. And I think this is just down to a parenting style. I can I guess it's different when, you know, it's your own child and you really want them to yeah, do well versus yeah, somebody else who you know, who's had their own life and their own parents to deal with. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay, well I do I do understand that about you mm-hmm. and uh, I can see where I mean if you might overstep I would you know, say, yeah, at least I have yeah. you here to sort of balance me out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like Nathan's fine. You know, <laughs> he's his boy. <laughs> okay, so moving on to my final point in my list. Uh, I have an ASMR channel. Yes, you do. And it's not something I share. So this is... Because you're a very private person, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but for you guys... It's so funny how you say I'm such a private person, but I'm talking about something that I'm putting up on a public platform. And, uh, but yeah, I have an ASMR channel and it's been, um, it's been, I've had it for, I think come January, it will be nine freaking years. Wow. And, you know, I've had it for so long and I don't upload as often as I should because it's not, it's not a priority for me in this moment. And I used to upload quite a lot, quite often, but I think... I think currently, like, at least 50% of my videos are now privated or have I've taken it down. Okay. Because of the fact that I'm such a perfectionist, right? <laughs> yes. I don't feel like they're perfect and I don't feel like they're done. And, you know, nine, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, uh-huh. technology isn't quite what it is. And there is no yes, such thing as Blue Yeti microphones nine years ago. Then, or, or right. at least not for ASMR. You know, it's not... And at that time, it wasn't even called ASMR, the community. Oh. It was called the Whisper Community. Oh, wow. Because it's all about, you know, like the soft speaking, the soft yeah. whispering. And yeah. And like uh, sounds like tapping sounds and scratching yeah, sounds. And, and I never knew what ASMR was until I met you. Yeah. And so I've always found it, you know, I, I've never wanted to share what I do with my ASMR channel because people just didn't understand it. Yeah. And in fact, when we first started talking or dating, your best friend kind of said, she's weird. She does some funny whispering thing on the internet. Yeah, I was like, what? What was that? Yeah, and she says, you know, it's like this funny thing called ASMR. And so that's sort of like the the perspective that people have here, especially in Asia or Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really know. I mean, it's just not common here. And they don't know what it is. And yeah. it's just so funny. And I was just telling Mel that every ASMR artist sort of go through this phase where they keep it, they sort of keep it private from their personal lives. Okay. Like separate from their personal life, I mean. And then one day somebody discovers it and then all their videos go private. Oh. And all their videos will stay private for like a little while until they come to terms with it and then it will come back on. Okay. And it's usually always followed by, I'm sorry, I, I've privated my videos. And I must say that also did happen to me. Okay. Because like uh, when we first started dating back then, oh man. your friends were very, uh, they were kind of... They're really excited to know who you are, I guess. And so they kind of did their own private investigation. And, yeah. you know, I was, I panicked for a moment. Friends and can I be scary. Yes, yeah, so I privated every single thing that I, I have. And there are some that from that moment just never went back online. Uh. And it's been like, what, six, seven years at this point now. So 
I do want to get back into, you know, putting up videos, videos yeah. on a more regular schedule. It's just that right now, I've, there are so much things going on. There are so many areas of my life that are sort of growing. Yeah. And I'm quite happy with what I have currently. And I don't know if I were to include ASMR as part of my regular schedule again, whether I could cope in that sense. Yeah. Like, I know where to draw the line with what I can or cannot do. Yeah. You know, and not to mention that we, we're living in Singapore currently. And if you've ever been to Singapore, it's just one big city. It's nowhere that's quiet. There's oh, nowhere that's, that's dark. There's nowhere that's, you know... Conducive it's, enough. Yeah. yeah, it's a city that basically never ever sleeps. You could walk, wake up at 2am and feel hungry and just get in your car and drive and find food within 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that's how true. in the heart of the city we are. And where I am, where we are living currently, is just by the beach and by the park and it's never quiet. Never oh, ever yeah. quiet. You know, it could be... 2am and there's like some kids screaming in the <laughs> playground somewhere so it's not really conducive for ASMR videos but yeah. I, I do try I do try <laughs> yeah and I mean obviously you enjoy it yeah yeah and I really want Mel to be part of it because she's never experienced ASMR <laughs> yeah I think I think it would be funny actually so I kind of want to like bring you in if I do I'll probably be too loud because you would be like my comedic relief I think <laughs> because at this day and age I feel like everybody knows what ASMR is yeah, no. Except yeah. you. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I do understand the concept of it. I think you, you've you heard of it, but I don't know whether you understand... Whether like I the, actually understand, the right. ...the full concept of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's my 20 points about me. Wow. It took a little bit longer than we thought it would. Yeah. But I felt like I needed to clarify some you things. You did share a lot of interesting facts, though. And you know. that's, that's kind of nerve-wracking for me. But, you know, it's it's done. I do want to start to open up to you guys a little bit. So yeah. this is sort of my version. And no better no better time to do it than on my birthday month yeah. week celebration. Birthday month, yeah. My, my celebration is always a month long. <laughs> yeah, that's just for me. Okay, so now let's move on to Mel's portion where I know that she's got some questions for me. Yep. I have a couple of questions here. Uh, we'll keep it like uh, short and sweet. Okay. Um, so when I ask you the question, you will just give me your answer at the top of your head. Okay, so like my first instinct type answers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't give you too much to think I'm about. I'm a little nervous, okay. okay yeah, but these start. are really simple, straightforward questions. For you, because you know the questions. <laughs> and you know I don't like surprises, so... Yeah, that's true. This is... Okay, anyway, so let's begin. Yeah, okay. So, first question. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? In the world, you mean? If yeah, I could live world. anywhere in the world? Yeah. Oh, Paris for sure. Mm, okay, and why? I love the Parisian culture. I love how snobbish they are. <laughs> I <laughs> love is how... that why you want to learn, like, you you love the language? Yeah, I, I love the language and I would want to move and live there, at least for a little while. And I love just how refined things are and how, like, inspired by art, I think I would uh-huh. be there. Okay, 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 yeah, I can see that. Okay, so next question. Okay. What do you want to be... When you were small, like baby Ness. When I was baby Ness. Okay, no oh. baby Ness, but like no, when no, you were no. young. Let me answer that. Okay, baby Ness wanted to be an Egyptologist. No way. I've always felt a connection to like Egypt and anything to do with Egypt. And I've actually toured Egypt twice. Wow. And we've started from Aswan all the way up to Alexandria. And it was such a wonderful experience. I visited, you know, the Valley of the Kings and Valley of the Queens and... And you travelled um, there when you were young? When I was younger, like teenage, teenagers and again in my early 20s. And I just, I loved it. So when I, it's just, I can't explain it. I've just always been interested in the way the pyramids work. And there's something 
pretty like mystical about mm. Egypt. And now I know that tarot was first invented in Egypt. I did not know that. Yeah, that's why if you look at the Fun tarot fact. cards, there are a lot of like Egypt references, like pyramids in the background and the chariot. Oh. Like the chariot card is all about journey, right? It's one of the yeah. major arcana cards. And it's the, the guy is in like the like the Sphinx crown. Or yes, yes, yes. It. I remember that. Yeah, so there are lots of Egypt references okay, in okay. Tarot, and now I now I know. Yeah, we see the connection there again. Yeah, so yeah. I've always wanted to be either an Egyptologist, or if I couldn't reach that aspiration, then the next acceptable job baby Ines wanted was to be <laughs> an archaeologist. Interesting. Maybe wow, to discover like high, Atlantis. High and a niche kind of overachieving. like overachieving occupation. <laughs> so okay, next question: mm-hmm. If you could choose to do anything for a day, uh, what <clears> would it be? Um, Besides crocheting or knitting, of course. Oh, that's easy. Come on. I would lie by the beach <laughs> or the pool. Or, you know, I would travel to Indonesia. There's this beach resort that we like to go to. Yes. It's called um, Turi Beach. And it's just this wonderful place. And we, we make that trip to Indonesia like twice a year. It's usually on my birthday or like our anniversary. And we'll yeah. hit there. Yeah. And it's just chill, chill and do place. nothing the whole day. So be- basically, do nothing. Do nothing. <laughs> just no, lie but, down and do nothing. But do nothing specifically by the pool. With intention to do facing it. Facing yeah. the beach. Yeah, because like, you know, John Lennon said, the time you enjoy wasting is not time wasted. Wow. And like, take that to heart. Okay, I need to remember that. Okay, next. So what activity uh, instantly calms you or uh, make your day better? Activity calms me or makes my day. Um, I think music calms me. I think okay. um, if I'm so listening to music. Yeah, if I'm not, if not, if I wake up in a mood, or like when I wake up, I usually am in a mood, and I need to. The first thing I need to do to set the tone for the day is to listen to the right kind of music. Okay. Yeah. So if I wake up and there's like rock music playing because <laughs> like you know the kids are playing music at home or you're playing music somewhere and I hear it and it, it, it doesn't match with my mood then it sort of throws Ruins me off it, a little yeah, bit the day, and yeah. I think starting the day with the right kind of music for me is so important and music plays a really big part in my life yeah that's true which yeah. is why one of the tattoos I have is a treble clef behind my ear mm. so things will always be music to my ears oh I see <laughs> did you right. just get that reference oh my god yeah I, I just <laughs> did shoots okay so your music I think listening to music okay. or when I'm really stressed or very anxious uh yeah music I, I put on music I've got a playlist called Anxiety Go Away and yeah, I listen I, to I that, actually like that that, that playlist play, yeah. a lot. I, I play that playlist <laughs> a lot yeah good okay. playlist right yeah next question what is the current phone app that you are using the most oh um Instagram no okay for work purposes or uh, just because for work purposes also to catch up on my friends and I've got a lot of friends who are not here um, in Singapore right in Singapore with me so Instagram is sort of my way to catch up with them right Um, I chat with my friends on Instagram those that are not here I think it's just less pressure than to text them personally so mm. you know I've got a friend in Australia that, that I text regularly but if it's not something that I need his immediate attention for I would do it over Instagram I think okay, it's just less pressure for them to reply especially when we're on different time zones oh yeah that's true Yeah, so it's definitely Instagram Okay. I want to say the next app is probably our website the back end app. <laughs> but I'm trying not to keep this like a work thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah okay so next question I think this question is kind of funny so if you ended up in jail <laughs> what would your family or friends think you did <laughs> oh my goodness um 
first off, I want to say that I think my parents already expect me to be in jail. Yeah, <laughs> super havoc, right? Um, I think if I ended up in jail, let me think. I I think they probably assume it's got something to do with like undercover shit, undercover. like mafia undercover. Like I probably. You know, got mixed up in some underworld because you're so gangster, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. That's kind of cool. Yeah, with put, your... to put on your resume, gangster. <laughs> yeah, with all your gold chain and all your rap rapper music. <laughs> yeah, so I think it would probably be like I got tangled up with some mafia boy or something. Mm, I okay, I can <laughs> see that funnier. Yeah. So okay, next question: <laughs> What is your best quality? I'm very organized. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Organized crime. <laughs> no, oh, no. <laughs> what? no, no, separate issue. I'm very organized. Okay, I think mm. that in general, I'm quite an organized person. I like things to go where they belong, and I think uh, everything has its place, and it should be in its place. Yeah. So yeah. I like I love to organize shit. Give me a messy drawer anytime. I love to organize things. Yeah, you you can do that for jo- a job actually. I could, yeah. you know, I could. And in fact, I've got some friends who like jokingly say they're gonna hire me to go into their like kids' room. Yeah. And say. Yeah, just give you like two like, hours. Like yeah. yeah, just Marie Kondo the, my way through their their kids' room. <laughs> I think it's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, it to- you could totally do that. So. Uh, next question. Do okay. you like or dislike surprises? Oh, I totally dislike surprises. Yeah, we, were, we actually just had a conversation about, about this. Well, okay, so I don't... What I don't like about surprises is I don't like the feeling of being caught off guard. But if you tell me there is a surprise on the way, I can be a good girl and sit down and wait patiently for it. <laughs> you know, if I choose to probe, then that's something It's just and because I want to know what it is. But... I ra- I rather you tell me that there is a surprise on the way so I can emotionally prepare myself for that. And moment. that can still be considered as a surprise. Um <laughs> I guess people have different <laughs> perceptions of guess, what a surprise is. You know, I I already know like say for example my best friend would say that's not a surprise. Yeah. Right? She would say the idea of a surprise is to be caught off guard, hence you are feeling surprised. Yeah. But I cannot. <laughs> yeah, you cannot, right? You just cannot. You know the anxiety I'm feeling in this moment thinking about being caught off guard. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I rather I rather being I rather be told that there's a surprise and still sort of keep that element of surprise. Okay, okay. Yeah, which is why I like spoilers. Oh yeah, I hate spoilers. I love spoilers. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Okay. Would you rather mm-hmm. Okay, ride a bike, mm-hmm. ride a horse mm-hmm. or drive a car? So if you bike, had, yeah. horse or car. Yeah. A horse, of course. <laughs> a horse? Horse, of course. You would deal with an animal. I would horse. deal with an animal. I would hire a, a, a horse keeper. What's, what, horse what do you, keeper? I don't know. A horse, Somebody who takes care of the horse. Yeah, a horse guardian. Uh-huh. And I would ride the horse. Okay, so you wouldn't deal with like any vehicles? No, I'd rather I not. Okay. I think it's more sustainable also for the environment. <laughs> to be riding horses, yeah. yeah and yeah, like, yeah. come on. You know, I just to live cool, out uh. my princess dream by riding... Oh. Okay. Oh, okay, I see that. Okay. Okay, next, next. Okay. okay. Would you rather watch... Mm-hmm. Okay, this is funny because I, I chose like things that you like entirely don't like. Okay. So would you rather watch horror film, a okay. Korean love story... Oh, God. Or a Japanese anime movie? Oh, my goodness. I guess out of the three... <laughs> if would, you had to choose, yeah. It would be horror. Okay. Because I have no patience for sappy love stories in my life. Um, so I think that Korean love stories are too 
dra- dramatic. dramatic yeah. They are too, you know, it's just too much. Very unrealistic, which I don't like that. And anime, Japanese anime is just nothing against it. It's just not my thing. Okay, so, so you have no choice but to watch horror then? See, the thing is, I could sit there and close my eyes. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> but even if I close my eyes through a Korean show, I have to listen to their whiny, I love you, oh, yeah, I, I love you, you. oh, I, I love, love you. you too. Yeah, I can't. I can't okay, okay. Now, next question. Mm-hmm. What is your favourite zoo animal? <sighs> a rock. The plant. <laughs> Animal. Let me repeat the, that. The ant, animal. The ant in the zoo. Oh I don't know my. why. That's it. Um, the fish behind the. No, no, I can't. No, you I, cannot. I, I cannot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think this is like the most difficult question that she has to answer. Maybe you. <laughs> maybe if we're in the zoo, it's likely because you dragged me there. And yeah, because I love the zoo. And then you would be my favorite animal <laughs> in the zoo. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fine. I'll take that. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you could meet one person, living or dead. Um, you know, who would it be? Oh, come on. You know the answer to this. Princess Diana. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, Princess Diana yeah. is like... She's like your idol, right? It's like my idol. If I could meet anyone, it would be her. I just love the way she's like so poised all the time. And I kind of have a thing for like the underdogs. And I feel like she was sort of the underdog of yeah. the royal family. And people think she's a commoner, but she's not. You know, she's actually an aristocrat in her own right. And I just love her story and how she handled, you know, this whole very horrible situation with such grace. Yeah, yeah, and, she did. You know, yeah. And she came out of it still being like the people's princess. Yeah, and I think that's why everybody love her, you know? Yeah, and I love her. In fact, our <laughs> yeah. engagement ring is, you know, it's the replica of the Spencer ring. So Yeah, okay. So uh, next question then. What is one thing that people always misunderstand about you? Um, I think this is quite an easy answer for me I think that people misunderstand or they think that I am a social person yes I can see that I'm really not I'm the furthest thing from a social person (laughs) yeah because you're an introvert right I like my own time I like my own space I don't like hanging in big groups but when I tell people that I'm an introvert they don't they don't sort of see it but to you it's very clear right yeah I mean because I'm with you and I know you but to be honest first impression like that I am a social, and, yeah, you do person. look quite a social butterfly, to be honest. Okay, when I was younger, maybe mm. because it's like clubs every other weekend, right? <laughs> but this is when I, I was in my early twenties, right. right? Ten years later, now that I'm in my early thirties, I prioritize my alone time and my time for myself a lot. Yeah, and I Which just sense, don't yeah. know why I can't shed the image that I am this like social butterfly person. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like the circle of friends are the same. It's like different circle of friends. And yet people still look at me and they think that I, you know, have a lot of friends or a lot of contacts. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do have that impression. I also, I'm not sure why as well. But I'm not. Let me clarify <laughs> this once and for all. My next interesting question is, mm-hmm. what topic could you give a 60 minutes talk on with zero notice? So basically, what topic could I just talk about endlessly with no warning, no preparation, yeah. anything? Correct. Um. Wow, what a good question. Uh, oh, no crochet or knitting <laughs> or anything like that. Okay, something like uh, okay. out of that. Right. I think... Actually, I think it would be my favourite artist. Oh, okay. Um, I could talk endlessly about the art style of either Mark Rothko or my favourite, Gustav Klimt. 
I think two of these people like love their art styles. I love the movement, like the minimalist painting movement, and I love the the Gustav Klimt with all his gold. Yeah, and I think yeah. we could talk about it endlessly. Okay, okay. Endlessly. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That okay, would probably take two hours. We shouldn't hours. do it now. Yeah. Though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next question: How do you deal with people you don't like? How do I deal with people I don't like? Yeah. I don't deal with people that I don't like. You don't deal with them. No, at I all. don't. I have no space in my life for people that I don't like and have no patience for, and so I just don't invite them into my life. And so as a result, I don't have to be forced to deal, to with, deal with people them, right? that I don't like. I do not invite their drama into my life. It's like such a simple answer for it a is. difficult question. It's not a difficult question. It's such a simple question, and it's a oh. simple solution to a simple question. What do you do with things you don't like? You get rid of them, right? So what do I do with people who don't bring the good vibes you to me? Get Rid of them, <laughs> not in a gangster organized crime way, by the way. So this is why people think if I go to jail, like it would be for some gangster shit. Yeah, she just deal with those people, you know. I just I choose not to engage yeah. with them. That's which put it actually, that way. yeah, it's like so common sense, right? It is. Okay, do you have a most uh hated household chore? I hate all household chores. <laughs> That's not something I want to hear. But. If I had to single one out, I mean, who likes household chores, right? Who likes chores? You? No, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he looked at me with this wide eye, like. So what? What's your most hated one then? Uh, I think it's dusting. Ah, okay. Because I'm your so allergy? allergic. Yeah. I'm. I have such an allergy to dust. It makes you know. It makes my sinuses go off. It makes me sneeze. Yeah. It you know. It makes my eyes water. It makes me itch. And so the physical discomfort I get with dusting. Is just beyond. I ca- I cannot yeah, deal okay. with it. Yeah. I I can see that. Yeah. So for that reason, I hate it just because it's so difficult for me mm. to deal with the 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 feeling of it afterwards. Okay, fair enough. I'll deal with it. And <laughs> um, if you could bring back any fashion trend, uh-huh. what would it be? Ooh, fashion question. Um, the thing is, I don't like trends, right? I'm not a trend person. Okay. Um, you're a trendsetter. I think. I think I, if I had to bring back something, I think it would be more simple clothing. Uh. It's not really a trend, but I would rather bring back clothing that is affordable, made well, um, simple, minimalistic style, mm, yes. no fancy rubbish. I like the clean, classy, timeless, elegant kind of look. Yeah, yeah. And I think that more people need to get into the idea of investing in pieces that will last you for a long time, mm, right? Rather than, you know, what's in trend. Rather than like buy into fast fashion and you know keep changing things out, I'd rather have a small capsule wardrobe which you know encapsulates everything <laughs> that you need. You know, one of yeah. every color, and that's it. You know, have good simple pieces that last a long time, with quality pieces. You know, if you can make your own clothes, it's even better. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Something I would love to see come back more. Next question: mm-hmm. What is your favorite subject in school, high school, or、uh, in secondary school? Oh come on! My favorite high school subject is literature or right, art. Right, of course. Literature or art. To me, it's like the same thing. It's just one is visual.、Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're both visual, but one is like text based and one is like visual, colors based. And I'm sure you did pretty well in both, right? Of course, I did well in art and literature. Yes, of course, you did well in both. I did. Now, <laughs> my last question for you. Okay. What is your favorite video game? Video game. Um, Lara Croft. Ah, okay. The Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, the the 
the one that was produced by who is it Square Enix I think yeah it's an action game right it is it's a first person first person player is that what it's called first yeah yeah player. yeah it is yeah. I love um this type of games this type I I like um what's that game ah it's called it's Call of Duty oh, wow <laughs> I love Call of Duty and I think that's I, the most surprising thing about you liking video games like this really my favorite video game is Call of Duty Ghosts. Okay. With the two brothers, uh, the wow. story of the two brothers and the dad. And it's like, oh my god, I love that movie. I, love... I would have never guessed that. I just said movie, but it feels like a movie to me, you know? Yeah, the storyline and story line, yeah, how yeah. you get into it, yeah. It, yeah, I know. Nobody would really guess what I like. You're a gamer, right? And I like At those heart. really hardcore, like bombing everywhere, <laughs> like bombs everywhere, <laughs> military style games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. totally unexpected. Like Lara Croft is would probably be my second option because I don't like seeing the person in my screen. Ah, yeah. I like to be the person in the screen. Right. You know, so it's like, is it Different called role of view. play? I think it's called role play, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, or is it first person? Uh, same same thing. No, it's different. Is it? Yeah, when you all you see are the hands in the screen. Yeah, I like those. <laughs> <laughs> the hands in the screen, yeah. I feel like seeing the person there, like Lara Croft, seeing her whole figure there, just takes it's sort of like experience blocking, away from you. I feel like she's blocking my view <laughs> almost. <laughs> and I want to see things from the point of view of the character. Okay, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, I, I, but I will say that the Lara Croft uh, world is really interesting especially this new one that you know the, the, the one by Square Enix yeah I really like that universe that world and I really enjoy that game but I think Call of Duty goes I could play over and over again beats that yeah yeah okay so that was a long episode there's a lot of yeah. information yeah but I hope my questions uh, help you guys to get to know Ines a little bit better I'm going to shift the focus onto Mel now oh. because in a couple months' time, it will be Mel's birthday my, my turn. in March. And so you are going to have to answer all these questions <laughs> okay. then. Yeah. So you better start thinking. All right. But I hope that you guys found this um, insightful, I don't know, in- interesting, <laughs> entertaining. Yeah. Entertaining for sure. It's um. It was... It took a little bit of getting out of my head and comfort zone yeah, to, yeah. you know, put to out share. this episode. Yeah, But I'm glad that we sort of enjoyed, we had fun yeah. doing it. So I would like to hear some of you guys' questions, the answers to these questions also. And tell me how, like, if, we're, if we are similar in any way, like, let me know because I'd really love to yeah, know them. And like, what her. games do you guys like to play? Because yeah. I'm always on the lookout for a new, new games, good yeah. game to play. So leave your comments on our Instagram or our Facebook. We are at Crooked Crochet SG. Or you can text us at 91272743. That's on WhatsApp. And uh, or you can email us at crookedcrochetsg at gmail.com. I will say though, if you do email us, please make it very clear whether you're emailing us with regards to the podcast or not. Yeah. Because we've been receiving a lot of emails from you guys with no like sort of there's no I don't know. I don't know if it's a question you're asking me personally, or if you're asking regarding to our classes or our products, or if you want it to be included in the, in the podcast. podcast. Yeah. So please make it very clear what you're looking for. Yeah, but yeah, feel free to give us lots of questions. Because I'm so afraid that we'll run out of episode topics <laughs> one day. So check back every Sunday. New episodes get released at twelve noon Singapore time. Yep, for international friends. And we will see you next week. See you guys. Bye.